Hello, welcome to the Five Better Podcast. My name's Guy. And I'm Jim. The show format is fairly straightforward. Every show, a classic song is discussed that has a particular theme, and then both Jim and I discuss another song that we think is better. So we've each got six songs each, and to decide what songs we choose and talk about, we roll a dice, and whatever number it lands on is the song choice we'll discuss. I'm sure you'll pick it up uh, as we go along. So, Jim, what is the song this episode? Okay, so we mentioned at the end of last episode, in, in our shows we always talk about famous music people that have died um, and unfortunately uh, one of the members of De La Soul died True Goy who I believe who was Plug 2 um, and uh, we uh, thought we would um, do a little bit of a, a homage to De La Soul and to True Goy and we'd use one of their songs and we, we've mentioned um, we were going to do three uh, is the magic number, but we've used the original one of that by Bob, the... Bob Durrow. Bob Durrow. Yeah, like Bob Durrow. 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 I think he's Irish. I think he's Irish. Irish American, but um, he's not. He's really not. Um, <laughs> but he, he, we used that, so we didn't want to use three is the magic number, the De La Soul version of that, because that would be retreading old ground, and my mother told me never to do that. So, um, I know by De La Soul. Wow, that's... that's- Amazing song. I, I, honestly, we were just talking on during a song. Uh, it is probably one of the best Stella Soul songs, isn't it? And because it, it's such a classic, and for me, what I what I love about it is, is it uses all of the samples mm. beautifully, right? And they, the way they've kind of orchestrated where everything comes in, and and some great little riffs. And you, and you were talking about the lyrics, which I'm sure you're going to touch on in a second. About lyrically, it's brilliant. But honestly, it's such a brilliant tune, and four minutes. I mean, perfect. It's a, it's a great pop song. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the the samples that they use are brilliant. There's the Steely Dan sample. I love that Steely Dan. Uh, Pe- no, Peg, Peg, genius, genius. It's a great song. Terrible name, Peg, but I like Steely Dan. Yeah, <laughs> but but do you know what this this I knew this song for ages. Weird anecdotal story here. I knew this song for ages, and once I was working in Leeds, and I had to get a taxi back from Leeds, and I was talking to the guy, the taxi driver, and we were talking about that kind of funk music sort of thing and I was saying how much I really liked that and he he kind of was going oh there's this band I can't. and I'd never really heard of Steely Dan and he told me about Steely Dan and then I listened mm. to Peg mm. and then I was like oh, that's that's where this comes from and then there's the Otis Redding whistling as whistling, well yeah. which is we've got in um the mm. and the the guitar and the horns come from uh, the Mad Lads Make This Young Lady Mine and the and the drum the drums are great I mean yeah, the drums yeah. are brilliant uh, from "Get Out of My Life, Woman" by Lee Dorsey. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it's just a, it's it's re- it's one of those songs that's really put together in samples, isn't it? And and that's uh, it shows their their quality, I think. And when when we're talking about the lyrics, it's that real Daisy Daisy Age rap, mm. isn't it? It's um, I've, I've seen De La Soul, seen, seen I've seen De La Soul twice. I've yeah. seen De La Soul at Notting Hill Carnival, and then I, I met I definitely I think it was the Hackney Marshes uh, Urban Music Festival yeah. that I saw him, but also. When I worked for Firefish and went to Dublin, you, and uh, did you go on stage with them? I was on stage. Yeah. It was it was a, it wasn't all of them. Maceo <laughs> was DJing in this kind of 
club that we managed to blag our way into and filming. And I was stood on stage with a video camera with Maceo DJ and me videoing him, videoing the crowd, having a wonderful time for about an hour. <laughs> it was honestly, it was amazing. So uh, yeah, I've got a lot of uh, lot of love for Delasso. And uh, such a good video as well. Which if, <sighs> if you've not seen it, I mean, they were honestly so they were so cool, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And I love the sort of the Daisy kind of. Um, almost like flower power hippie yeah. kind of and it really suited that kind of hip hop kind of just it felt quite laid back and just and just fun and happy it was kind of I, t- I don't want to say the word antidote because that that bel- I, th- I feel that belittles a lot of the rap that came before and I, I love Public Enemy and I, uh, I love Public Enemy more than NWA which is maybe slightly contentious mm. but I really uh, I, you know I love Public Enemy and I love that kind of th- that kind of rap scene I think that that whole kind of, um, the, the, I suppose it's hippie rap, isn't it? It's that it is, kind of yeah, peace exactly. and love yeah, yeah, yeah. and that kind of that kind of vibe. That just really spoke to me. They were massive, De La Soul, weren't they? Oh, they, they were, were I mean, this album, Three Feet High and Rising, was, was, I mean, it was like nothing I think I'd heard before. Well, Three and, Feet um, High and Rising is just a beautiful album. Everything on it is good, I think. They, they really sample everything and, and their lyrics are just great. It's, it's yeah. Again, antidote's the wrong word, but it's different. Yeah. It, it came in with a different vibe, and the vibe was nice. And I like the fact they've... Um, I mean, obviously, they're touring again, which is obviously quite sad that True Gore is now not going to be with them. But um, they also um, worked with Gorillaz, I think, for the fir- that first album, didn't they? Feel- was it Feel Good Inc.? Yeah, Feel Good Inc. Uh, a really good song, that... Dun, 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 yeah, it's yeah, awesome, good. really good. And they've, um, I think they've done something on the latest album, Cracker <laughs> Island, as well, which is... Uh, which is great. So they're kind of getting back into... Well, sort of the, the, it's a bit of a renaissance of De La Soul. And obviously, yeah. it's quite sad. Like, as I said, it's quite sad that he obviously won't be there. Um, but also, they had, real, they had issues like releasing, I think, Three Feet High and Rising on sort of the, the sort of the music platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. There was some... They couldn't release it for ages. So I think now... the it's now you can actually get and download it, which I think, oh, uh, right. which okay. is great. So opening up to a whole new audience. So listen, what is the theme of, <clears throat> of this episode? Come on. So we've got I Know... Spell E Y E. E Y E. So we couldn't do play on words because we've done that before. Yeah, we have done that, uh, and that was a problem. We couldn't do body parts because we've done that before. So we we kind of we got a bit creative <laughs> with it, and it it's kind of um, <laughs> statements you're confident in. So like in the song, he says, "I know I love you better." Uh, so it's about being sort of certain, absolutely yeah, certain of something, absolutely yeah, certain yeah, of something. Sure. Um, being sure that that's that's what it is, and uh, so being definite, yeah. kind of, definite, yeah. Yeah, okay. definitive. De- I, like, I like the fact we still don't really we, know what we the still th- don't really. What the theme is. We're, we're, we're laughing because we've been talking about how we're, we're not sure we've met the brief uh, this week, this week, or this month, or whatever this is, month, or whatever. But um, so we'll see how we go, All and right. uh, hopefully we'll just come up with some good songs that maybe fit the brief. Let's roll for you, guy. Let's see what you've got up your sleeve tonight. A one. There we go. That's absolutely amazing because the song I've got, the song I've got on my list of six, and number one, it's top. It's obviously top of the list as well for a reason because this is, this person is absolutely confident and certain of what they're saying. This is the one and only. Now, are you pulling that face, Jim? I know you love a bit of Chesney Hawks. I saw you tapping along with that. One only, 1991 single. Um, I, you know, I, only, I heard this song when I watched the film Buddy's Song. Do you ever watch the film Buddy's Song? 
featured mm, him no. as a young up and coming kind of a st- yeah. uh, son of Roger Daltrey yeah, was in it yeah. and uh, he was kind of um, yeah sort of taking his dad's sort of fame I think his dad wanted to be really famous and he, it's he, like a mu- wasn't it a mu- stage musical uh, I think well? it may beca- it may yeah. have become a stage musical I, mean, I, I know it purely as a film but mm. that's, that's where I kind of obviously uh, that's where I kind of he kind of raised this sort of became famous through that didn't he I think he was quite young at times sort of 17, 18 but yeah this was like his it was his. It was his first single, but this it came from the music. It came from that yeah. from that film, didn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, we, we've talked about in previous episodes, uh, listeners, about kind of like you know one hit wonders. I mean, this is. I mean, honestly, I don't know how much money he makes from this each year, but this is this is the epitome of the sort of one hit wonder, I'd say, uh, for Chesney Hawks. Because also, get it gets used quite a lot in a certain oh, yeah, sort of like yeah, in adverts yeah. and. Um, sort of films and stuff. I'm sure it's been used, but like it's uh, it's one of those lyrics, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Prince's party, like it's 1999, yeah, 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 yeah. and the final countdown by Europe. And if you said to someone, "I am the," they go one yeah. and only. You know, they they jump in. So I think it's sort of part walrus. of part of. <laughs> I am the one and only walrus. Yeah, <laughs> that's a mashup we need to hear. Um, <laughs> um, so it's Chesney Hawks fighting a walrus. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Didn't he? Oh, but. Sorry, didn't, very, he, very, didn't he fight a bear? <laughs> I he didn't he fight a bear once? No. no I think it was an otter, wasn't it? <laughs> it's an otter, sorry. From a distance. He's as wet as an otter's pocket, that's for sure. Um, t- very, sorry, I'm not talking about the song just yet, because I'm still sort of... I, I think I might, have, like, I might have started a crush on Chesney Hawks. I saw him recently. He looks really good. He's, he is handsome, I'll give him that. I think, I mean, as I said, I think he was so young when he started, so I think, you know, uh, he's, he's still fairly youngish in terms of a, a uh, He's aged from, well, he's aged well. From 1991, but like he's... Um, he looks great, but I thought I think he did a I think he did a halftime show. It might have been the Euros, or it might have been um, from last year, or it might have been the Women's World Cup, or it was some big sporting event. He was playing at halftime. Do you know? No, exactly what it was. It was Qatar World Cup. Okay. Yeah. Does ring a bell? Yeah, I, I think he, he was like one of the halftime. Um, they they tried, love him they, in the Middle East. They tried to get <laughs> they tried to get all sort of Super Bowl, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but um, and obviously. He didn't play like a sort of a B-side. Obviously, that was a song he played, was the one only. Written by Nick Kershaw. It's not a bad song. It's a good song. It's it's, a, it's perfect formula. It does sound, obviously, slightly sort of very early 90s. Sort of the drums sound a little bit kind of electric-y. Um, but it's written by Nick Kershaw. But it is written. <laughs> That's why it's going to No, I know, but, but it's also... Um, I mean, honestly, lyrically, the one, I am the one only. It's very confident. It's extremely confident. Mm. And this makes it sound bad, and I don't mean it like this. It's a self-promotion song. It's like, I am the one and only, nobody I'd rather be. Call me by my name, call me by, by my, my number. number yeah. But, you know, that's, I, it's only me. I, I'm not just a name, I'm not just a number, I, I'm me. I did, um, one second, one second, before you make your decision. See, I know, I know Jim actually secretly quite likes this song. I just know um, this song. Right? A bit of play on the crowd scene, a flicker on the big screen. Mm. Okay. Again, I've been a nobody and yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now I'm going to be a somebody. That's what it's all about. And you can't wear the uniform without some compromises. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's a lyric, isn't it? Um, Listen, Nick Kershaw wrote it, which makes it a good song. <laughs> Chesney Hall performing it makes it a song that I'm not that keen on. All right. Well, I'll be like, Ronna. I'm trying. Look, I've got six songs. This is probably one of my ones, which I, I mean, I like it. It's top of the list because it was because uh, it had the word one. It was it number had, one. Because it had the word one in it as well. That's why yeah. I stuck it at the top of my list. It's one of those songs. I think it's well formed. It's well written. It's good pop song. I don't, I don't love it. I think as a kid, I hated it because it's Chesney Hawks. It was number one for a long time and it's really plasticky poppy. And in 1991, plasticky pop wasn't my thing. No, no. Um, 
It's all right. Chesney Hawks can sing. He, can he had play a second sing- He had a second single. Yeah, oh, a man, I'm not think, a boy. Yeah, I do remember yeah, vaguely yeah. a second single. I think he, um, he he went on to play in in the theatre mm. the character that he was playing um, in the film. I'm sure of that. Did he go on to be Jason in uh, Jason's Amazing Tech? No, jo- uh, Joseph. Joseph jo- and his brother Joseph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason and the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts was uh, <laughs> had an amazing coat. golden fleece. He had um, amazing golden fleece. Joseph, I think he played Joseph I think it, at one I, point. It looks like he's gone and he's tread the boards in the West yeah, End at some point. I think he yeah, did. Yeah. He did go on and have a, a West End career. And I think for me, he was very. Um, at the time, he was plucked from obscurity because of the way he. I mean, he mm. can sing. He's not the best singer in the world, but he can hold a tune uh, and he can play guitar and he is a handsome young man with blonde surfer hair. And a lovely little mole uh, as well. a lovely little mole that really goes yeah. on. Look, I don't hate Chesney Hawks. I don't hate this song, but I don't love it. Um, I think when it came down to it, if it comes down to it, this is, it's not a better song than Della. <laughs> no, no. Um, but it's, it, it's, all, it's, just not, it's just not for me. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't like it much. Right, Jim. Dead of Soul one. Hawks nil. <laughs> Hawks definitely nil. Yeah. Wasn't so. his? Sorry, just to go back to that. Wasn't his dad Chip Hawks, who was a drummer? His dad was that a famous rings a drummer. Bell. Chip that does Hawks, ring a bell. I'm going to quickly look it up. Yeah. Actually, sorry. Um. Uh, sorry, everyone. I've, <laughs> just, I've, I've, I've thrown that in there now. You really have, Chip Hawks. Great name as well. I mean that. Uh, it. it no, who was a singer, actually? Yeah. He was in the Tremolos. <gasps> Does that change oh. the decision? <laughs> no, it doesn't change the decision. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, we're a little sidebar there. Let's go to... Let's go to I'm going to roll for you, Jim. Go on, Jim. Go on, in. So what song you got? Number... Number three. Number three. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> this is a song I really like by a very talented songwriter um, from uh, the 70s and the 80s. Uh, uh, it doesn't do much now. Uh, as it goes, I don't think. But it's Carly Simon with You're So Vain. Okay, there we go then, Carly Simon, You're So Vain. Uh, there's so much going on in this song. I think we all know it was written about Warren Beatty. I kind of really love the fact... <laughs> That it's really slagging him off, but it plays into everything about him at the same time. Uh, you know, if if you're moaning about someone being so vain, they probably think the song is about you. Then it is about you, isn't it? And that's it, like, but there's a, it's a, yeah, it kind of leads. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, almost, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Um, sorry, I think it's. I mean, I love, I love a homage. I mean, I mean, yeah. As we said, this episode is about a homage to Drugoy, but um, and also what a great it's just a, it's a great bit of like trivia, isn't it? This uh, song, yeah, it's, this song's it's about it's just that classic, yeah, it's yeah, that classic kind of. And there's other things that I love the bass. At the beginning, that kind of drives all the way through the song, and I love the anger within it. I love the 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 description of everything that that goes on. You know, the fact that he walks into a party and everyone looks at him, and it, there's that kind of understanding of yeah. who he is, and and like you're walking onto a yacht. Yeah, this is lyric, isn't it? Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean, and couldn't and get more just like, decadent, whole, could it? Everybody turns to look at you and. Uh, the the bit where you know that the the 
that he's got the girl in somewhere else and and all of that and and that kind of but what I other, what I also love with this I love a song that does this it builds to a crescendo yeah all the way through builds 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 gets louder louder more comes in with it more musical more musicality well, the comes repeat of like it. they're they be that you'd be their partner that yeah kind of, yeah it's the, sort of the drums kind of they build up yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all the way through. It's the well song. constructed. It's yeah, really, it's, it's, it's great it's song. A beautifully written. It's a really song. good song. But the problem I have with Colin Simon is I always think she's Carol King. Yeah, I guess. Like yeah, sim- yeah, similar yeah, tone yeah, of voice. Yeah, yeah. The, t- the timbre of the voice yeah. is very. Yeah. Is, uh, I like the way you've used timbre. Thank you very much. Yeah, I like the little timbre. Yeah, um, teaching music lately. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, so they they share that sort of same sort of DNA and both both strong female of the sort of seventies. Um, yeah. sort of lyricists and, 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 and songwriters yeah really really good so I always get confused with her but that's but I like Carole King yeah, yeah. and I know more about her than I do about Carly Simon I just I love her voice as well Carly Simon I think she's got just this sort of she's one you know, you know when you talk about musicians as storytellers mm. I think she is a storyteller yeah she and this song is ultimately a story, mm. and I know it sounds like I'm saying that because of this song. But I think you know she's one of those classic American storytellers, and I think her voice has. I, I, I've not researched a lot to be honest, but I um, her voice has that California sound to mm. it. Um, uh, that you know that I think. I don't know, like you, through films and things, I know about accents of America and yeah. things like that. I'm much British accents, I know very easily, but you know that kind of hard-edged East Coast style mm. of New York and Philadelphia, uh, maybe, and and New Jersey and that and that sort of area. And we and we certainly know the the kind of Southern twang that like kind of Dolly Parton yeah. has, um, and that that kind of country music style. And I think, you know, Carly Simon really has, there, there's certainly that Californian laid back vibe. The Beach Boys had it. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, you get, you, 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 you kind of get that quite a lot. And I just think it's, yeah, it's a, I just think it's a good song. So there we go. I'm done. Good song. It's a great song. And um, I got, it's probably slightly better than the one and only. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I think if it was I the my one, hands up to that, I think if it, was, slightly if better. it was coming against the one and only, <laughs> I think it'd be a foregone bloody conclusion. Um, and you're right. I mean, this is this is kind of probably where it slightly edges. I know by Dallas Soul is that the story the storytelling I, I really like. I think I think you're right about the construct of the song and the build up and the sentiment behind the song and the lyric. Um, and I think all that kind of possibly might be slightly better than Dallas Soul. But I'm afraid I'm going to get down to the as. You'll probably realise realize if you listen to this before, sort of the feeling of a song and how it makes me feel. And I know by Della Soul makes me feel a lot better or feel something, perhaps more than You're So Vain by Carly Simon. Obviously, it's, a, it's, it's the biggest hit and, you know, iconic song. Um, but for me, I think I know just slightly edged it. Do you know what? I can take that on that. I but think. it was close. It was close. No, no, but I that's, really that's what I mean. I can I can really take that on on the idea that both are great songs, but they really are. And if we had the, that as a lead, if we had uh, "You're So Vain" as the lead song of our yeah. of an episode, we we might struggle a little bit. Yeah, no, I finding think better the, songs in it. So, <clears> so I think it's uh, it's kind of it yeah. was just it, it missed out probably by an inch. A gnat's whisker. <laughs> 
a cat swiffer. A cat and that. Yeah. Yeah, I can take that because I think it is... Uh, they're equally as good. And it comes down mm. to where, like... I don't know, I know is that is kind of maybe happier or um, it, like the, the mix of the music putting in, uh, you know, like, if you were arguing just Peg against a song, yeah. you would probably, for that reason, go with Peg. Yeah, that's true, that's um, true. And I wonder if that comes out of that... Um, I think probably what the sum of the parts the, of De La Soul, yeah, it, ha- yeah. it has, because it's borrowed, yes. legitimately, I'm yes, sure, yeah. um, it's borrowed all these different elements from different songs. The sort of it's 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 more of a force the song isn't it yeah you know what I mean it, it, but obviously it's been constructed differently by different yeah people. that's yeah. good but yeah, okay and, and I'm happy right. with that Fine. I'm happy with that right there we go that's Kylie Simon okay so I'm going to roll for you now guy here we go <laughs> uh, number two oh it's very sequential for me number one oh. number two now oh. um, so I sound like Tom Allen oh hello <laughs> Tom Allen hi how are you um, my number two this is you cannot get more certain than this numerically 100% definite because the song is called 100% and it, the band is Sonic Youth Exotic chick is mine All I know is you got no money That's got nothing to do with good times There we go, uh, Sonic Youth uh 1992 album Dirty that's from uh, I mean obviously they were classed as a sort of rock band but for me they're sort of grunge and uh, I only really sort of knew Sonic Youth because of Kurt Cobain and he wore a Sonic Youth t-shirt and uh, so that's kind of how my, my route into Sonic Youth was uh, and this is I mean this is kind of for me I think I actually bought this song on 7 inch back in, back in the day £1.49 Benedict Northampton um Great song, really good song. I mean, it's short. It's like two minutes and twelve seconds. No, it's not. A, it's not a massive song. It's sort of really. It's quite dirty. I mean, the album's called Dirty, but it's sort of it epitomizes grunge. Um, I think the song's also about their friend who got shot or something. So it's kind of. It's quite. It's, it's quite bleak. Um, <clears throat> and if you ever see the sort of the video of this song, it's got very very sort of grunge nineties sort of like baggy sort of clothes, skater, I think it's a house party, they're the house band playing. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the song. I mean, obviously, 100% is the sort of, the, the, mm. is the link to the theme. Um, recorded by the uh, producer Butch Vig, who did Nevermind, so it's, yeah, they've got good musical pedigree. I like Thurston Moore, I like his, I like his style of singing, because it's, on the on the surface, if you've heard him, you think he's absolutely awful. Mm. I mean, he doesn't sound like a singer. He sort of like draws his way through songs and sort of, um, yeah, he's quite sort of. It's quite lo-fi, that is isn't it? Very he? grunge, though, isn't it? That's very much. He doesn't really the, scream, you know, like, no, like Kurt Cobain was screaming, whereas like <clears throat> Thurston Moore kind of talked it. But I think it's it's very much the anti-sing, isn't it? Mm. With grunge, I'm going to throw this out here quite early, and uh, this may come as a surprise. Yeah. But I really like Sonic Youth. Oh, I, you know, um, I am a surprise. I'm, surpri- <laughs> thought, I'm really surprised. It's one of those. They're one of those bands that I love their name. Yeah, I think the name yeah. Sonic Youth is one of the yeah. coolest names for a band I have ever heard. Well, I, I love the also the fact that people people really love them. Like, like yeah. musicians love them. Like, so yeah, like, yeah. I, know, I know Graham Coxon from Blur um, really was heavily into them. Sort of around that time, I think a lot of. I mean, because like a song two is quite Sonic. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Um, like Spike Jones directed. Sorry, the video I mentioned a second ago. Spike Jones directed it. Okay. So you know, he's, there's a 
they were kind of really on the cusp. There's a pedigree there, yeah. There's a pedigree, they're on the cusp of something. Were, they were, like, kind of... Like, I um, had an... Act, there, was a, there was a film in the 90s called Judgment Night, and uh, it's about... It's Emilio Estevez. It's a fairly average movie, movie mm. quite watchable. It's about some guys that get lost in the wrong area of the town and get chased by gangs. Um but it's uh, the music for it. There was an al- a concept album done for it, and it was like rap and rock, or alternative, as mm. my mate used to say. Um, <clears throat> so you, it's a brilliant song by Faith No More and the Booyah Tribe uh, called Another Body Murdered. Um, there's some mix a lot, does something with someone, Dino Ju- Dinosaur Jr., do a song with uh, a rap uh, group. Um, and Sonic Youth are on that with Cypress Hill, who I love Cypress Hill. And then you, so you've got. Cypress Hill's kind of twang lyrics going on and you've got Sonic Youth's guitar in the background and I, that's where I found Sonic Youth and then I kind of listened to a few uh, a few songs off the back of that. So, yeah, it, it, re- really weirdly, <laughs> I really like Sonic Youth uh, I, uh, and, and I kind of got into them because of the name and because I heard them on the Judgment Night album. I, this is a song that I, I'm not going to lie, I don't know that well. Um and I'd, I wouldn't purvey to be their biggest fan. Like, no, no, I'd be like I, I, loads of their albums and I'm, sort of I'm listening with headphones on, yeah. kind of, kind of listening to their music. But I do, I do really, really like them. Um, well, I mean, I mean, the band started in 1981. So I mean, yeah. that, that's how long. I don't, I'm not so really sure they're still kind of going. Or, no, they, or whether they, whether they, 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 whether they actually sort of split up or they just kind of like don't play anymore. But um, I mean, Kim Gordon, who's sort of the bass, but I think he's, I think they were married. Him and. Uh, Thurst, her and Thurston Moore. Um, I think she she formed the Breeders. I think it was. But you know the Cannibal kind of song. The breeders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love so, the um, breeders. but you mentioned the Sonic Youth T-shirt. That was a very cool T-shirt. Honestly, so cool. It's, really and, but that cool. comes out of the yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. think they they they've sort of captured a dare I say a zeitgeist with their name, and I think it's uh, it's brilliant. So I do I do really like them. Um, do I think this is a better song? I don't, if I'm honest, I don't. If I, I think nine times out of ten, I would prefer to listen to uh, I Know by De La Soul. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's not something that came, came to me, Sonic Youth, but mm. I do, it's, it's great that you've brought a Sonic Youth track. I'm a big fan of grunge, so that's kind of yeah, where, yeah. So I, sometimes I naturally kind of, my default is going back into sort of the 90s. Yeah. So um, I was I, I was quite surprised. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. To be honest, the number came first, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, the song by Sonic Youth. It's people doing something different, and that's mm. what I really, you know, they're, like bands like Nirvana, bands like Blur, they do things differently. They they come in with a musical style and they try and mix it up and they try and do something different. And these are guys that are coming into Nirvana, like grunge came out of Nirvana and people like Nirvana, people like Sonic Youth going, we don't want to play music mm. like the rockers of yesteryear. We want to do something very, very different um, on, you know, with the same instruments yeah. and, and make our own thing out of it. And, and I can't ever not like that. No, and I think also the fact, like, if you think of, the song was like 1992, they started 1981. They had 11 yeah. years of kind of like working out, or or, or perhaps not working out the style, because I'm sure they probably were probably kind of quite punky and heavy to begin with. Um, but that's kind of wade through all the sort of the 80s kind of drudge and the kind of the, the sort of the soft rock and the hard rock and the metal. Yeah, yeah. And they probably never quite found their niche until until really the idea of grunge became yeah. like a, a thing. 
and then obviously they they came they came really big. They, yeah, they, yeah. They've toured loads, and I think on the back of that, I mean, I like it when bands stick at it. Yeah, like because they could have quite easily gone. Oh, do you know what? Six years into it, eighty-seven. This is not our time. We're well too too old, too too cool. No one gets us. All we're too crap. Yeah, and I think um, I love the fact like Donatore Junior. You mentioned like Jay Mattis and all those kind of those bands like Mud Honey as well. They Mud Honey's of, on that yeah. album as well. All, all that kind of <clears> like that's, um, that's some mix a lot does with Mud Honey. All, all the sub pop kind of like bands that kind of. Um, I mean, nowadays, I'm not sure that would happen, but like, because those kind of like artists and yeah. their attitude, it's quite a punk attitude, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, we could play four chords we could play, or three chords and we could form a band. Yeah. It was great. I mean, I love that attitude. I don't, like I say, it's different now, but like, I think, I think it's, you know, what is it, 40 plus years later? Um, yeah. They've, oh, they're still being talked about or oh, they're still doing stuff, which is great. So, yeah. That's, no. that's so that was really great. good. I really, yeah. enjoy, I really okay, enjoyed that because I do, I, I really do like Sonic Youth. Right. Okay, there we go. 3 0 Della Soul. Right, Jim, I'm going to roll for you. And the song choice number is. Number four. Number four. Okay, brilliant. This is one of my favourite bands in the 90s. Boy, we were heavily in the 90s, aren't we? Hey, we are yeah, heavily sorry. in the 90s. But this, uh, this around the same time as uh, as I know, uh, a few years later, actually, a couple of years later. But uh, and, and I'm glad this came up because it was actually uh, her birthday uh, last week. This is uh, Saint Etienne, a lead singer Sarah Cracknell, and the song is You're in a Bad Way. I can't, I can't say anything else. I love Saint Etienne. I've always loved Saint Etienne. I've bought all of their albums. I love everything they ever do. Um, this was the song that introduced me to Saint Etienne. So it's got that as well. I remember them being on Top of the Pops and uh, my mum going to me, it's Top of the Pops in France tonight. I'm like, what are you talking about? She went, oh, so it's a presenter said something about Saint Etienne. That's in France, isn't it? And then they did You're in a Bad Way and uh, I loved it and I loved everything about it and I ran to the shop the next morning and bought it on a... um, Didn't even buy it on vinyl, bought it on a cassette, cassette, a a single on the cassette and uh, used to play it in my car on the way to sixth form college and uh, there was a girl that I used to to live just around the corner from me and we were at the same sixth form college. used to pick her up every morning and we used to drive to school and play this song on repeat every morning for about two months and sing along and just, uh, yeah, and then went and bought this So Tough album. Um, uh, yeah, I love everything about them. I love the, uh, it's it's real Adidas sneakers, mm. um, flares, but all of that, like I had long hair at the time, I had hair at the time, <laughs> I had long hair at the time, and it was all that kind of, uh, that that whole kind of, hippie vibe man it was beautiful it was a beautiful time and and I did love it and I love it like the So Tough album that this comes off uh, uh, I love to but it's one of my favourite albums uh, her voice I, I always think is amazing and when we were listening to the song I, uh, I did say to Guy that one of the gigs I would love to have gone to and this is really weird because people go mm. oh I'd love to see the Beatles in the mm. cabin or this I'd have loved to have seen Satan at the end at um, Glastonbury in the mud and uh, uh, it, 
pinged it down with rain that year. <laughs> I seem to remember. On the, what, on the was that like ninety? Ninety. I can't remember. Ninety six, maybe. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was kind of after. It wasn't the year that they. See, did I, I think I went to that, but, yeah. I didn't, but I didn't see it. Because, I mean, you were a massive fan, clearly. But like, I, I, for me, they never quite. For me, they never kind yeah, of like yeah. hit, hit hit the spot for me for whatever reason. Um, but I like the storytelling. I think I think the story is the lyrically really really strong, and I think the So Tough album, mm. if you ever listen to it, is kind of a concept album, right? In its whole, there, there's like the the songs are like Mario's Cafe and You're in a Bad Way and Hobart Paving, and it, like Hobart Paving is it's a really simple song with her just singing, and it's beautiful, but. I found out what Hobart, Hobart Paving is like. If you look on drain covers, it says right. Hobart Paving. And I think that's what they, they kind of, where they got it from. So that's interesting because that's quite like, it's quite like a, a band called Salt and Ping. I think I may have mentioned Salt them. Ping, yeah. I'm not sure I've mentioned them at all recently or in, a, in an episode, but um big fan of this. Yeah. Um, and they had, they had a um, a song called Armitage Shanks, which is the yeah, name, yeah, name the of the toilet. toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's it, must like, be, it must be an indie thing. Yeah, I think it is. I yeah. Think, I think finding so. the mundane interesting. Yeah, but the whole thing, the whole album is uh, 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 there's like date with Spielman and things like mm. that. It's just it's just a beautiful. I find it a concept album. I ju- yeah, I just used to love listening to that. That was you know that was headphones on, go to sleep yeah. at night, yeah, yeah. Uh, all that sort of thing. So yeah. Uh, uh, Stanley and Wicks as the musicians. Yeah, um, Bob Stanley. I think he was a, he was a journalist uh, with in the NME. Bob yeah, Stanley. Yeah, um, yeah. I like him as a band. I think they're really interesting because um, she did a lot of. She sang with Tim Burgess for yeah, a duet. Yeah, that was a. That was, a, that was, a, was that um, in? A, uh, I was born on Christmas Day. Was that as her or was that as a? No, Saint that was Saint Etienne. That was Saint Etienne. Okay, and, and Tim Burgess. Um, because she sort of falls into very much without sort of being too sort of blanket covering of indie female lead singers, yeah. but like Echo Belly and Sleep. So I'm a big fan of the um, sort of the female lead. And like Skunk and Nancy, ba- bands yeah, where they're heavily, yeah, it's heavily yeah. sort of male dominated, that sort of industry anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it used to be, certainly. More cheaper so, as well. And more cheaper. Really? So there seems to be, there was certainly a, in the 90s when we, yeah. this song was around, there was a lot of sort of quite influential big bands led by females. And also, yeah, yeah Etienne, really great. Sarah Cracknell, great, good singer. Um, okay, back to the song I know. Does it? You're in a bad way. I mean, yeah. Is it absolutely certain? Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay we can find. We're still not quite sure she's, the theme. I've got to be honest with you. If you listen to the lyrics. She's very certain about the bloke being in a bad way. Um, his toast is burnt. For goodness' sake, his sense. toast coffee's is cold. <laughs> Like I say, indie was very much like mundane, wasn't it? Pulp. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's fine and fine. It's very. Do you it, know what it is? It very was, pulp. Saint Etienne. I've never thought of it like that. Like, it is very pulp. It is because it's looking at a certain way of life. Like yeah. Bell and Sebastian do the same thing. They look at the. Like I said, they make the mundane kind of interesting. Um, but for me, Della Soul song is. I mean, I think we're going to find this perhaps even for the next song that we're going to do. It's. It's still. I think Della Soul is better. Yeah, I'll take. I know. I'm afraid. I think you know what we've hit hit with some good songs today, but we have got a cracking main song. So sometimes it goes that way. Right. So what what have you been? What are we drinking tonight then? Well, we're we're, we're, we are going. We're going straight back. Standard. Straight back to the 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 original, the OGs. We're going back to uh, the signature brewery, and it's the it's the Rodi IPA. It's the musical link that makes it. It's me the drink music it. link. I quite like it. Um, and uh, out of the two 
I think there's two drinks we drank last time on the episode. Yeah. Wildcard Brewery and Signature Brewery. Wildcard Brewery gave us a little like. Um, Signature Brewery, a little less. Uh, I mean, as in they didn't. <laughs> if you'd have told me that, I'd have bought the Wildcard Brewery. Well, I mean, I'm hoping this will give us a bit of a spur on to them to okay, kind of... Okay, well, we'll try it once more. So, Rody Signature Brewery. Yep. It's nice. I like it. Absolutely loving it. You really need to get us on but board for some taste life, If you don't give me a life, if you don't give me a like <laughs> this time, I'll drink something else. Yeah. Yeah. How you like them apples? Well, there you go. I'm not drinking cider, though. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm going to roll for you guys. And you've got six. There we go. Hit for six. Hit for six, big man. <laughs> oh, thanks. I've been called big man for ages. Uh... <laughs> Do you know what? All of our songs have been firmly in the 90s, haven't they? Yes. It, it feels. Uh, with a detour to the 70s with Carly Simon. Uh, back in the 2000s. Whoa. 21st century. Modern. Here we go. Modern. Um, I knew you were trouble. I knew you were trouble. Uh, is a song. And it's is, uh, the, the wonderful Taylor Swift. Okay, Taylor Swift. Um, I mean, I think it's a really good song. I mean, what I like about it, it sort of it seems quite. Um, it kind of jumps around in styles, doesn't it? And there's one, there's one styles. Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Harry styles. Harry styles. So we'll, we'll mention that a bit later, I'm sure. Um, it kind of, it sort of starts off kind of. It's obviously clearly a pop song from 2012, um, but it's got a mixture of kind of um, sort of dance pop, pop rock. Uh, a dubstep refrain. So it's kind of it's kind of chucking everything in, which usually I'm like, this is that's a bad idea. Don't have too many stars, but and sort of like and the time sort of the tempo kind of sort of jumps a little bit. It feels, um, but so really I like it. I, mean, I think as a song, it kind of really works in terms of the sort of the structure of it. And I, I like her vocal, and I, I also like because you think Taylor Swift's quite sort of poppy and plasticky, but she's done a couple of albums, a couple of albums recently where she's kind of uh, sort of led into sort of the folk kind of genre. So I think. As a, and I think she writes her own songs. As a songwriter, I think she's pretty pretty credible. Um, I like this bit though, because obviously at some at some point it goes into uh, it says a dubstep, and as a as a moment where they talk about um, uh, using a wobble, and I was like, I have no idea what a wobble is. Wobble well, I think I, I was thinking I was thinking <laughs> of a wobble board. It's a wobble bass. Okay. Um, and it's referred to as the wub. Apparently, and and it, it, it's basically distorting kind of voice. Uh, or okay. I, I don't know if this isn't a bass, but um, yeah, I, I quite like that the idea. I think the main reason why I like it is because my daughters liked it when they were like sort of three or four. So this is this kind of song. I remember had it on repeat constantly in the car. So I, I think maybe in that sense, this song has always been kind of in my head okay, and ingrained. I'm going st- to stop you there, and I'm going to surprise you here. Oh, I really like Taylor Swift. Oh, oh, I think. She's a really talented songwriter. Country music, where she came mm. from, wasn't it? And mm. then she moved into pop. And I, I agree, all the new stuff that she's doing with folk is brilliant. Um, I've got I've got a lot of time for her. Shake it off for me is one of the best classic songs. It's one of the best pop songs ever written. In in new mm. pop, mm. it is one of the best pop songs ever written. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant song. I love the fact that she doesn't take herself too seriously. Um, she's quite goof, goofy, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is quite. Do you know goofy, what? Quite, she's she married. She's she's. Uh, I think she's going out with an actor who lives. I think lives in Crouch End actually. Okay. Um. So she kind of gets the sort of the British. Yeah, I feel yeah. Familiar, quite, she's quite uh, anglicised in that sense. 
you, when we talked about grunge and taking the mundane, she take she writes songs about things that mean something to her. I do I do think she's very very good, uh, and um, yeah, I've got. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, that's, 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 that's I've got, a, I've got a real. Lot of I, I'm surprised. I, I thought you cut me off to go. I'm going to stop, no, I'm gonna stop no, you now because this is a terrible, terrible song. Because I could see in your eyes that you thought <laughs> I was going to say this is a terrible, terrible song. But it's it's not. Taylor Swift is someone that I, mm. I do really like. Um, oh, is it better than I know, De La Soul? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. It's another one of those ones. It's a bloody good song. Yeah, it is. It's, it a, is. it's a really good song. Uh, and uh, it's... There's something about the lyric. I like that lyric. I knew you were trouble when you mm. walked in because I think we, you know, we've all known that about people. We've all known that about, you know, we've all met people yeah. that we've kind of known that straight. Well, obviously, I know it's about a relationship, and I think it's quite, it's yeah. quite, it's quite, it's quite honest and reflective to go. Actually, do you know what? I yeah. knew a bad news. Um, and well, yeah, it's just quite honest. It's quite honest. You know, I've been in relationships yeah. where I've kind of thought, uh, I kind of knew that wasn't, gonna, <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to go well right from the word go. So, uh, and I think it's, it's well observed. She is yeah. very for someone for one so young. She's very mm, well observed. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh <sighs> no, I'm going to give it to no. Del Asso. All right. Um, for nostalgia, nothing else. No, exactly um, right. And I think I think probably that, that's. It fits right the the five nil to Delasol. I think it's. I think of... so. I don't know whether I've done that out of homage, or. I think your love for Delasol probably love tra- for Delisle, transcends Taylor Swift's. Probably yeah, I think adoration. that's probably true. That's probably true, and I do have a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. I like a lot of what she does. I think it's, it's, she's really good, but I'm going to give it to Delasol. Did you have any ones that were in your six or, did, or oh, any do you know near what? misses? Do you know what? The very first song I thought about when I was thinking about um, songs that, you know, absolute, absolute certainty was the song I've Got To Be Certain by Kylie Minogue, which is Stock Aiken oh, and Walkman's... It's, uh, it's, it's actually it's really awful. terrible. But, um, it's really bad. I mean, it's not bad in, in the sense that it makes like no Kylie, sense. But that's a really awful but it, song. It, but it wasn't great. But that was on my list. Um, but, Similar uh, sort of time to I know as well, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was late, late yeah. 80s as well. Um, and I had... Um, I had on my list actually of six, which didn't come up. Uh, George Michael and Aretha Franklin. I knew you were oh, waiting. Oh, that's a good song. Good song, good song. But both of them in that, it really showcases both yeah, of their yeah, singing yeah. abilities. Yeah. Fantastic, really good. Um, and I had uh, I had Knowing Me, Knowing You, which I was kind of not sure if that fitted yeah, the brief or not. flirted with that one a, a little bit. bit. But couldn't quite work um, out with But yeah, so there's, there's three kind of interesting ones there. What did, what did you have, Jim? Uh, I had uh, I'm Too Sexy by the mighty Right Said Fred. Love it. Um, Good song. Great, great song. Awful politics, but I like them. Awful. For awful that politics, but <laughs> it's it's just a good... It, it, do you know what? It's an odd kind of one-hit wondery. I know they had other hits, but it's the, kind of that one-hit wondery type vibe to it. I'm too sexy for my love. I Got You, Babe, Sunny and Cher. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love a I bit of share. I got you. So yeah, that's uh, that's good. I'm still standing, confident. EJ, <laughs> it's only confident if you're still if standing. You're, if you're in a, in a standing up competition, trust me. Who's he who's standing up? He's still standing. Uh, uh, loser, Beck. Mm, how's, how's that link? Well, it's it's kind of a definitive statement. I'm a loser, I'm a loser baby, baby, and, no, and, and yeah, so, uh, nobody. I said, no. "Why don't you kill me?" Yeah, why don't you kill me? Uh, a brilliant song. Yeah, good. Uh, right. yeah. But I kind of left that off because I wasn't sure it kind of fit the beat. Starship, nothing's going to stop us now. 
that's the eighties in a, that's the eighties in three and a half minutes right there. Oh, blimey, Governor! I tell you what, that was good. That's that's, good. that's, that's the sort of song you post off into space for the aliens yeah, that's, to that's, listen that's an, to. That's in a time capsule, that that's, isn't it? That's right in there. Um, and then there were other ones I kind of thought of, but left them off because they did. I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, not happy with too many negatives in there. Uh, Fight the power by uh, Public Enemy. Which I thought was uh, quite, you know, stick. come on everyone, fight the power. power fight. <laughs> come on, let's do it. That, that's, oh, obviously on. The, that's obviously the middle class version of fighting the power. But, let's stick uh, it to them. And, and as I've said, I do, I do love a bit of public enemy. Uh, and uh, Maltloaf, uh, I would do anything for love. I won't, do that. I won't do all that, motherfucker. He's very definite. He would do anything <laughs> for love. And I, I've said it before, I quite like that song. I know well, we've done this. We've it. done this. Song. Well, we did um, Bat of Hell, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did Bat of Hell, but I, True. I quite like that song. Must say, thank you to uh, Orford House for for putting up with us again in uh, in Walthamstow. Yeah. We've, we've moved from the kitchen to to the men's changing room. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing but clamour, this job, is it? no expense spared in this job. <laughs> We've had to pause every now and then because the hand dryer goes off next door in the toilet. But apart from, apart from that, it's a, it's a good space. But uh, yeah. It's true. It's been a better space than the kitchen, to be fair. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, please let us know. Uh, like and subscribe and, and download our previous podcast episodes are available. Um, and then let us know if you've got any ideas for songs we can perhaps tackle in our next episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for listening and bye. Bye. Like better podcast. <laughs>